0: Alright, Pops, how about you give us another round of capiches. Dominic, record the capiches. Go.
1: Capiche? Capiche? You capiche,
0: eh? Okay, good enough. Hey Dom, what are you up to? I'm on hold with the patent office. What's up with you and the patents? This fixation with invention is consuming you.
2: I'm getting a patent for my
0: calzone recipe. And what's up with you and the calzones? You've been in the basement for hours, and weird noises keep coming from your kitchen laboratory.
2: It's my laboratory, and I can do what I want. But that also must be the English deconoridator. The what? Never mind. Why are you interrupting a genius at work? The spooky National Podcast Day party is today. It's not National Podcast Day. It's National Calzone Day. Also on day of recording, it's Halloween, but who cares about
0: that? Welcome to National Podcast Day, a podcast celebrating national days at this uncertain time to be alive. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm
2: your other host, Dominic.
0: And today is November 1st, National Calzone Day. So we're going to start with a little history of the calzone. Uh, The calzone originated in Naples, which is the birthplace of pizza, conveniently, and also the birthplace of Pope Boniface IV, or maybe just Pope Boniface, everyone's favorite pope, regardless. Uh, Dominic, do you remember what calzone translates to? Bloating? Where are you getting that from? Well, because it like puffs up. It is not bloating. It is actually stocking.
2: That doesn't make sense, though.
0: Uh, we're going to get to this later in the program, but Panzerati, which is a similar thing.
2: Did you just call our podcast a program? Yeah. Did you really
0: just... You know, it's a program. Mm-hmm. But we're...
2: You also, called a... you also called an iPhone a cell phone.
0: I don't know what your point is here. All right, we're going to cut to a commercial break, and we'll be back with a very special feature after this word from our sponsor.
2: Dudes, have you ever scarfed down a Calzone while bungee jumping? Whee! Or while in a dome cage as motocross bikers do jumps mere inches from your head? Or in the violet eye of an F5 tornado? If you haven't, get in your car right now! Ignore all traffic laws and speed to your nearest Calzone's extreme and see what living really feels like! After you order, dudes, choose your adventure and BLAST OFF! Skydiving calzone, in a shark cage surrounded by great white sharks calzone, running of the bulls calzone, diffusing an honest-to-God bomb calzone, taste the spicy marinara sauce and crispy pepperoni of life dudes while simultaneously telling death to go to hell. So visit a calzone's extreme you now, and until then, eat me!
0: All right. And we are back. So for our main feature today, we have the latest edition of In the Cucina. And this time we have special guests, Vincenzo and Maria, world-renowned calzone chefs. So Dominic and I have been eating Vincenzo and Maria's calzones for years. They're known throughout the state of Wisconsin and Rock County, which, you know, has a full 12 Italian-Americans in the entire county. (laughs) And they are winners every year of the rock county calzone competition so we are just so delighted that we were able to get them on the show today uh benvenuto vincenzo and maria benvenuto Buongiorno. bienvenuto dominic would you like to take it away here
2: so maria and vincenzo what do you love about the calzone or a panzerati
3: I love the fact that you can have your very own panzerati or calzone and you don't have to share it so you can put in every topping that you love and you can have it for another meal once you cut it down the middle it is so yummy
1: I on the other hand thought we used to enjoy sharing our calzone panzerottis and so would get a nice calzone slash right and you would cut it down the middle and have all that good stuff oozing out. You'd have a salad, and you'd have some wine, and um, you have a nice, light but delicious meal.
0: Huh. Well, hmm. already a bit divided, it would seem.
1: <laughs> twenty twenty.
0: There might have been a misunderstanding. This is not a couples counseling show. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to try to not, you know, wade into controversy too much because we're already in a deeply anxiety-ridden time uh, filled with division. But, you know, occasionally on the show, we do need to take a side on controversy. And I think that, you know, on our pizza party day episode, we did endorse pineapple as a pizza topping. And I think on this episode, we have no choice but to confront the Calzone versus Panzerati debate. So... Why do we say Panzerati, Vincenzo and Maria?
1: So when uh, the Italians came from Italy, they normally had to stop at Ellis Island and in New York. And what had once been baked somehow became a fried thing. And the calzone fried is called a stromboli. So both names stick. But it doesn't mean that one or the other has to be fried or baked. They're used interchangeably.
3: Now, I, on the other hand, thought that a calzone always has to have regatta cheese in it in order for it to be a calzone, and Panzerati does not have to have regatta cheese. And that's why I thought we chose the name Panzerati.
0: Hmm. Okay, well, I looked this up. And everyone is not quite right here. Uh, The Panzerati is technically a different thing than a calzone. A calzone is baked and it's bigger. And a Panzerati is small and usually deep fried. But for some reason, this message did not reach Chicago. And in Chicago, they call them Panzeratis. Even though what I think we've eaten our whole lives are technically calzones. Probably right. Correct. So I would love... For you guys to tell us about your process in the kitchen together it seems like you have a really unique dynamic
1: definitely a unique dynamic um, you know as with our marriage we both have one leg in the pair of pants that we share and the same is true in the kitchen so we typically try to work together but not getting each other's space too much because uh, we each have our way of doing things ultimately we are an efficient machine we do function together but uh she has a way of doing things and i have my way of doing things so we just have to find that delicate
3: balance i so agree uh, the biggest problem i have is he likes to chop everything really big so i tend to mince things and get them a little smaller and palatable That's just my way of doing things. Hmm. Sounds like you redo his work. (laughs) No, 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 no redoing. Uh, He doesn't uh, even get to chop anymore because of past history. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: you've been champions of the Rock County Calzone competition for seven years running now, you know, and... We would love for you to be able to share some of your tips for our listeners at home who might be interested in making their own calzones.
3: Well, I think the most important thing is to roll the dough in a round circle because if you get it oval or square, it just doesn't work. And I like lots of sauce, but sometimes that comes out and makes a messy-looking panzerotti but also tasty. So I'll give it to this perfectionist over here and see what he does to make it look so good.
1: Well, <clears throat> the most important part of the assembly is in the seal. So when you crimp the dough around the edge, you have to have a little water and you cannot have sauce or toppings trying to sneak out in that, in that step because it'll go in the oven And they will sneak out in the oven so I would say if you need extra sauce or sauce that you save that for the side because you can have as much sauce as you want once it comes
3: out dipping dip away how about the air hole on the top if you don't make an air hole on the top we have this huge inflated pancerati alright good to know so air hole to let yes. let the steam escape
2: this might be hard for you to talk about you've gone through a lot but would you mind telling us the details of the great calzone disaster of 1997 or the great dough rolling disaster of 1991
3: I've erased both of those from my memory so I have to let this old one right here will respond on that one Uh, Vincenzo? Vincenzo, yes.
1: This is rare. Um, So, to my recollection, and I'm sure something will be jogged in Maria's memory as I relate the stories, but as far as the dough rolling incident goes, Maria was at work. I was at home with the children. We had one night a week where we got to switch roles. She was there talking as usual and um, rolling a panzerati out, to be quite frank and somehow she managed to get her hand in with the dough through the roller and had to pull her hand back out while the roller was still pulling the dough through the other side and that was a a multi-pronged crisis because a she ruined a perfectly good ball of dough Uh, and b she started to bleed because her fingers swelled up, and C, she had to go to the ER. So it was quite traumatic, and I could see why she's put that out of her mind. Um, but uh, that doesn't even begin to touch the great Calzone disaster of 1997, which was a repeat of Maria putting her hand in the dough roller, only this time she served it to a customer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we, we had a like a 25-topping-filled uh, panzerati in the oven, and it took forever to bake. And one of our rock star waitresses, Jean Allen slash Jean Reisha, um, was impatiently waiting at this point for this monster to come out of the oven. And once it came out of the oven, and she grabbed it to run out to the customer with it, uh, some unnamed bus person ran through the swinging door the wrong way knocked the uh, monster out of Jean's hand and it fell onto the floor and she didn't know what to do so she instantly starts breaking down crying and um, the message had to be delivered to the customer uh, so Jean went out to tell the customer and they started crying it was just one big ball fest.
0: Wow, a lot of drama here in the Kelzone-making career. Yes,
1: yes, it was, it was quite traumatic. Uh, and so it was, it was contagious, and that whole table started to cry, uh, because apparently more than one people were going to eat that, because they were going to share. Cheer.
3: Mm, Sharing.
0: Hmm.
1: Huh. Long story short, uh, we, we capped the meal, we got gene therapy, and we learned from that
0: point on that we should never share Pans Mm Mhm. Wow, so many lessons here for everyone.
2: And one last thing. What about the Great Calzone disaster of 2020?
0: I
1: I don't capiche you. you, What are you
3: going
0: here? I put that one out of my memory too. It's still to come. All right. Well, on that very happy note, uh, grazie, Vincenzo and Maria. Thank you so much for joining us here on the program. Do you have any final words for
3: our listeners? Enjoy a good panzerati with a little spinach and lots of garlic today. It'll keep those evil spirits away.
1: Just simply that it's a, it's a great comfort food, Italian or not. You know, they come in many forms. Empanadas, pasties, Ah. you know all these all these cultures that rob the great italian idea Um, make your own and enjoy
0: happy national calzone day everyone you too you too thank you for
2: listening bye bon appetit
0: oh thanks tom
2: so what do you think
0: Well, for baby's first calzone, it looks good. Nice golden crust. Impressive crimping. How about the taste? Okay, I'm taking my first bite now. Mmm. Mmm.
2: Yes? It's oddly sweet. That would be the special family sauce recipe, which reminds me. Time to share that with our listeners.
0: Tom. if the family wasn't okay with us sharing the family dough recipe, what makes you think they'd be okay with us putting the family sauce recipe on our nationally syndicated podcast? Uh, I think it'll be fine. I really don't have a good feeling about this.
2: Hush. Or something Italian. <clears throat> Ingredients needed. One cup of whole milk, three-fourths cups of granulated sugar with a pinch of salt, Two cups of heavy whipping cream. One tablespoon of vanilla extract.
0: Uh, Dom, I'm 98% sure that's our ice cream recipe, not the family sauce recipe.
2: Shut your mouth. Manja! Consumer this product!